Hey now, we're doing it live. You're listening to the Julio from New York show 2.0 episode 128, My Silver Lining. Recorded live on Thursday, March 12, 2020. This here is my audio diaries where I rant, I rave, I reminisce, and I spew whatever is on my mind. Today's episode, a lot of uh, horrible news out there to the world at large, but some good things happening to me as the title suggests. So it will probably be a regular length episode. And of course, there's going to be an entertainment chunk. So a lot to follow uh, in a moment. Heart and soul of New York City. So if this is your cup of tea, by all means, sit back, relax, and unwind. Otherwise, there are plenty of podcasts out there for you to listen to. And uh, we're going to get right on it in a moment. Thank you, thank you very much. And welcome back to the show. Once again, I'm your host, Julio from New York. We're recording live on Thursday, March 12th, 2020. And it's episode 128, My Silver Lining. So let's get on to let's get on to the good news, shall we? First off, I am one step closer to this new residence that I'm going to be having. So I'm very thrilled about that. As uh, you can tell from my or maybe you can't, I don't know. I'm I'm happy. I'm in I'm in good spirits despite all the bad news that we're gonna get into in a moment. So Let's see. So yes, I'm one step closer to my new residence becoming a reality. On Monday, we shall have a second review of the place. It's smaller than I was hoping, but you know, it is what it is. The location is the key. Hopefully, they've done all the renovations that they said they were going to do. We're going to inspect it before we give in the final down payment and then set up moving a moving schedule, you know, all that good stuff. Secondly, in terms of the job front, I had my interview yesterday, and I must say that it went smoothly, so I am very, very pleased with that. I am in good spirits because of that, for sure. That definitely put me in a much better frame of mind, so even though the world around me is going to heck or hell, however you want to describe it. At least there's some good stuff happening my way. There's a little ray of sunshine, a silver lining, if you will, which is, you know, one of my favorite movies, Silver Linings Playbook. And so, yes, there's something, there's some good stuff happening my way. Anyways, oh yes, one not so happy news, but a resolution. So I've been trying this uh, Quip toothbrush, which is supposed to be a, a battery-operated toothbrush um, that's supposed to be, you know, cheaper than the more expensive competitors out there, a la Braun or Sonicare. And I must say, I've been disappointed with them. So the, fir- the first time around that I got it, I, w- I got the more expensive one with the metal frame. And it lasted about a year uh, before it started falling apart. So I started using regular toothbrushes for a bit, but I wanted, you know, I I do feel like these electronic toothbrushes give a more thorough cleaning. So I tried 
quip one more time. It's more, it's the most affordable option. And I like the fact that they send you the items in a, a three month schedule. So you don't have to think about it. So, I mean, I love that convenience. Uh, but this time around, I wanted to save some money. So I bought the cheaper one, the plastic frame. And I've had, I've only had it for uh, at least a little less than six months. So I had my first replacement brush head and uh, it's already having complications. It's, it's not even working right now. And I took it apart um, and there was a lot of water inside. So water gets inside it more than the metal frame. So I'm guessing the middle, the metal frame version is a much better constructed quality. And, but regardless, these things should have been tested. I, I guess they're not Julio proof. <laughs> so I was going to call them up to have them send me a new one. Cause you know, you get a lifetime warranty cause you're constantly paying for them, but I, I'm done. I've never had these issues with Sonicare. The only problem I had with Sonicare was the price point, but they would last me at least two good years before falling apart. And, and that's usually because of me dropping them all the time. This get quick toothbrush, I've not dropped it once and it's giving me these problems. So yeah, I am, I'm done with, with Quip. I'm going, regardless of all the advertisements they have on other podcasters, which is where I heard them, uh, heard about them. All these podcasters are, are giving them high praises, but of course, you know, they're getting paid by them. They're, they're sponsors. So I decided to give them a shot because, you know, it has a good selling point. Their their whole pitch about um, direct marketing, lower costs, and all that jazz, those things always appeal to me. That's why I have, um, what do I get direct marketing? Well, I, I used to do Harry's um, uh, razors, which I still do, but I don't do the monthly subscription because I don't use them as frequent. I, I try to keep my razors as the razor blades as long as possible so but I still get them directly from them because it is a cheaper brand it's a cheaper option uh, than getting like Schick or Gillette and they're high they're good quality um, razor blades and um, yeah I still use them and I'm going to soon be using this uh, soap brand I think it's called Dr. Squatch but I uh, th that'll happen when I move to the new place right now I'm using uh, this other soap which you know, let's not get into soap talk, but regardless, I am, I'm done with Quip. That's, that's my final personal uh, monologue item. <laughs> anyway, let's get on with the news. Okay, so on to the news. Number one on the agenda, uh, the World Health Organization declares COVID-19, also known as coronavirus, as a pandemic, meaning it's not just an outbreak because it has spread into various different countries, the U.S. being one of them. Uh, China's where it orig originated from. So originally it was an outbreak in China, in the Wuhan, in the city of Wuhan. Uh, but it has since uh, spread to Europe, to the U.S. Uh, now it's going into Brazil and um, Italy for sure. And uh, so, yeah, so it's now uh, the World Health Organization, otherwise known as WHO in all capitals, have they finally decided, you know, it is a pandemic. And so they've given it the pandemic 
seal of disapproval. And so everyone's on alert and they must take appropriate measures to handle this pandemic. And of course, most people, um, most countries, I should say, with the exception of us, of course, because we're, we're America, we do it the America way, which always is against the public self-interest. But anyway, I will get into that uh, later on. The um, My point is, who the World Health Organization has created their own test to uh, for, for people to use to catch uh, that virus and everyone else is using it except for us because we have private industry at work and the CDC, the Center of Disease and Control of Disease Control, uh, our, our little organization, they're, they're off, um, they're letting private enterprise uh, handle that and they're failing miserably. So anyways, uh, moving on. A Brazilian, this is the most recent news. This actually, I, I just read this headline before starting the recording. So this is like as up to date as you can get. A Brazilian official has tested positive after uh, a stay at Mar-a-Lago a couple of days ago while he was visiting uh, Donald Trump and Mike Pence. So they might, they, you know, the president and VP of the U.S., may in fact be carriers of the disease and not even know it, but uh, they're not getting tested. But uh, this Brazilian official now back in his uh, homeland of Brazil, you know, south of the border, he now has to quarantine himself so he doesn't spread the love of this COVID-19 to the rest of his people in his country. And um, speaking of Trump, he has banned incoming visits from Europe, all of Europe, except for the UK, who has, you know, seceded from the European Union. So, uh, you know, we have close ties with the with England and uh, the UK, the United Kingdom, I should say. And uh, even though there has been, you know, some sightings of coronavirus over there as well, uh, that's the one country Trump has yet to, hasn't banned incoming flights from. But the rest of Europe, they can go to hell. Speaking of the rest of Europe, Italy has, glo- has closed down most of its businesses in their country, uh, with the exception of groceries and pharmacies, because obviously everyone needs food. And, uh, well, the pharmacies where you get your medication to help you alleviate some symptoms or help with other ailments um, or get other necessities. And um, But with the exception of those two areas of industry, the rest of their business is being closed down as mandated by their country's government. Speaking of closing things down, the NBA has suspended the rest of their season because there was a player, I forget which team, I want to say the Utah Jazz, but I could be wrong. Uh, I don't follow the NBA anymore or ever since uh, the 90s. Or, well, yeah, since like, since like two, well, since the last reign of the, of the Chicago Bulls, so that's like 2000. But anyways, yeah, the rest of the season of the NBA has been shut down. At first, they were going to try to, because like Golden State still had a few games, and they were going to play without audience. Uh, a lot of uh, late-night TV shows also have uh, gotten rid of the audience from, uh, from their recordings. The politicians, uh, well, the primary remaining contenders, uh, which I'm going to get more into, Biden and uh, Bernie Sanders, have stopped with their rallies for this very same reason. That hasn't stopped Trump, of course, because uh, he doesn't care about those folk. He's up on the stage, separated from them, and he's trying to put on a brave face and trying to downplay 
this pandemic because you know the wall the you know it's all about wall street and uh, the bankers and all that stuff even though it continues to the, you know stock market continues to take plunges but yeah the mpa is down what else one last thing america's sweethearts tom hanks and his wife rita wilson has also contracted the virus they're the first big time celebrities to announce their contraction they're currently in australia uh, he was trying to film a movie an, an elvis presley film uh, when he discovered when him him and his wife discovered they both have contracted uh, COVID-19, otherwise known as coronavirus. And they're both age 65, which is the age where, you know, seniors are at risk of um, mortality when contracted with this disease. Now, these two are rich celebrity folk, so they can, they, you know, they can obviously afford all the care they need. They're also in Australia, which has universal health care, so they're going to be provided with the medication that they need to contract the virus, but you know, they, oh, uh, for, for, I forgot. I, there's a follow-up to this article that I couldn't find, but I did see this uh, earlier today that um, Australia officially announced that Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson did not get COVID-19 in Australia. They in fact got it from the US before heading to Australia to film their movie. So that's like another jab at our horrible, well, not our, Trump's and his administration's horrible dealing with this pandemic. And they continue to do a poor job of it. So anyway, let's move on to other news, but uh, not as, just as depressing, but in a different way. Politically, of course, Joe Biden is in the lead. He has 200 plus more delegates this past Tuesday, there was another primary. So there was like four or five states in the, in, in this primary. And um, what's his name? Bernie won Washington with a very narrow lead, like a one point something. And he won Dakota, North Dakota. But the rest of the states, I think there were four more other states. Uh, they were all Michigan included, which was supposed to be Bernie Sanders' firewall, uh, that those states went to Joe Biden, unfortunately. So things are not looking good. The DNC does not want to have any more debates. They just want Bernie to drop out so they can tr prop up Joe Biden as their nominee-elect and keep him out of the media because of his decline his cognitive decline and, and and just to give him the you know so the the more you can reduce the exposure of his fallacies the better they feel he can win against trump which of course is not going to work it hillary tried that she failed at it and of course they they want bernie out because if bernie continues he can either a hurt bernie's um sorry joe biden's chances of uh, winning the election or B, Bernie can, you know, get a, he can spark a comeback and become the nominee, which they don't want because he goes against corporate interests and mainstream interests and uh, bankers and pharmacies and all that stuff. And he's for the people. And of course, the establishment aren't about that. They're about getting paid and grifting. So there, there's going to be a debate on Sunday. So this is definitely 
Bernie's last chance at making uh, a plea or, or, or making his stand, his case for why he should be the candidate elect and not Joe Biden. He already he gave him a detailed checklist of questions uh, or issues that Joe, Joe Biden should prepare some answers for in the upcoming debate in his uh, press release yesterday. You know, this is this is his last chance to uh, make his move. And if, if he does well in the debate, there's another uh, primary, I think another this coming Tuesday after Sunday, which uh, will it may turn the momentum around and give uh, what's the name? Bernie's his his chance, which is what I'm hoping for. But it's it's very um, it, it's it's bleak right now. The future for Bernie becoming the Democratic nominee, who I would want to be the nominee because he stands for the the issues that I care for. Unlike Joe Biden, he's against medical. Um, he's against Medicare for all. He's against uh, getting rid of college debts. He's all about bankers and corporate interest. He already has a list of people that's going to be in his cabinet, Bloomberg being one of them, one of the members. He's going to be in charge of the World Bank, and we already know that that 60 billionaire, where his head's at, and how horrible that would be for the rest of uh, the citizenry that aren't rich. But uh, let's see. Uh, but speaking of grifting, Kamala Harris and Cory Booker were two other former running mates for the primary that made a lot of good reasons why people should not look at Joe Biden as a electable, as a viable candidate. Uh, Kamala's point was his uh, racist anti-busing stances in the nineties that affected, actually affected her uh, when she was going to school. And of course, Cory Booker mentioned uh, some, his crime bill, but also his cognitive decline in post interviews after in post debate interviews uh, and yet despite their doubts and um, cause of concerns for Joe Biden being a viable candidate for the Democratic Party they are now endorsing him so obviously there they were some there was a backdoor deal or whatever that they cut uh, that that you know furthers along their career interest and uh, it just shows that they are more about themselves instead of uh, the people they claim to represent. Speaking of which, Elizabeth Warren has not endorsed anyone yet because, of course, she doesn't care about progressive ideals. She cares about herself, as she is known, as she constantly has quoted herself saying, she's just a player in the game. And um, yeah, so screw her. I'm not even going to give her a, a footnote in my... I'm not even going to put a show note on her because uh, she's not worthy of that kind of attention. She got all the selfies she needed and uh, she's no longer uh, going to be uh, worthy of anything in the future. Hopefully in history, she'll be a footnote as to one of the... Well, hopefully not, but she'll definitely be a historical footnote as to a person who was one of the worst grifters in history who almost sidelined, if not will sideline, a good candidate that could have caused some radical change in this country. And uh, because of her own self-interest, she put a stop to that. And um, yeah, that's that's really all I have to say uh, regarding the news. Now on to entertainment.
Okay, so a couple of things. I finished another another anime uh, that I was watching casually, you know, a couple episodes here and there. And um, so I finished watching this anime called Welcome to Demon School Irumakun. Irumakun, yeah. And it's, it's a show about, it's a, it was a fun slice of life comedy about this kid who is always selfless and... And because he's selfless, he's easily manipulated and used up to the point where his own parents sold him off to a demon for, you know, whatever reward the demon gave them. And the reason why the demon um, acquired or, or, or bought um, Irumakun from his parents is that he always wanted a grandson. So he bought this kid to be his grandson so he can um, spoil and just um what's the word i'm looking for but you know j- j- just just throw all this love at at him and and spoil him and j- j- you know just just to say he has a grandson to to be proud of and stuff and you know he felt he fawn 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 over him that's the word i'm looking for so he fawned over him and everything and um he's terrified about being around demons because demons apparently eat humans or whatever so he's trying to hide him trying to be as non obvious well not not obvious he's trying to become wallpaper he's trying to make himself invisible to everyone but he for what because of his selfless ways or, or his other traits he just he he becomes the center of attention for some people he, be, he made two good friends uh one by one is asmodeus he's this giant um he he's this demon from a noble family and he is like you know one of the best demons out there but he beats him in a in some kind of game or a challenge, a duel that they had. And because of that, he garners Asmodeus's respect. And Asmodeus starts, you know, little by little starts worshiping him. When in fact, Irumakun just wants to not stand out. And, uh, but, but, you know, he's glad to have a friend. And, you know, that, that's just an extra bit of honor that Asmodeus feels. He's, you know, flattered that, oh my, this, this amazing man who bested me still treats me as an equal and wants me to uh, be his friend. He doesn't care about my loyalty. He just wants my friendship. And oh my God, that, that's just even, that's just extra honorable. Like he's, he's this, he's, he has the ideals that I should aspire to and all this nonsense. And then there's this other demon, Clara, who's just a, a flaky demon, but you know, she's very, uh, imp- uh, what's the word? She has these incredible powers that if uh, manipulated right, you know, you can do anything because she, she has the ability to just create anything out of anything um, from her imagination. And uh, there were other bullies that would take advantage of that by saying, you know, because all she wants is a friend or, or someone to uh, to spend time with. And she bumped into Irumakun and Irumakun, you know, like I said, he's just this uh, nice kid uh, who doesn't have an ego and is always looking for someone else's someone else's uh well-being and so that immediately you know wins over clara because she at first just starts starts treating him like anyone else and just you know trying to spoil him to buy his affections and then when irumakun says no no i don't want any of this Uh, you know i just want to hang out like that just wins her over like oh wow i didn't think anyone would ever just want to be with me for me and for no and and to not use me and so of course right there he gets these two loyal friends that just follows him everywhere and um, it's, it's just a fun show 
and other people who challenge him eventually uh they're won over not realizing that he's a human he's not a demon of any kind uh but it was a fun it's a fun show it was like 20 something episodes 23 i think i just finished it today uh and uh i loved it i i would like to see a second a second season it sort of ends with him having a, a 180 degree change in personality so he's becoming a darker he's becoming like a demon uh should be like evil or, or at least or it might just be his teens he's just, he's just being rebellious but that you you it they leave that unclear and they said you know that, that's a story for another time to be you know and then just as the end so who knows maybe if it garnered enough popu popularity and they sell enough uh, dvds or whatever a second season will be commissioned and i'll get to find out exactly what that story is about so anyways uh that's it for that anime of course i also saw a movie last night as a reward to myself for doing so well at my job interview i finally saw birds of prey colon and the fantabulous emancipation of one harley quinn now as we all know warner brothers is bad at making superhero movies they're playing catch-up with Marvel, and they have a lot of hit and misses because they don't really have a clear vision the way Marvel does. Marvel has Kevin Feige, who is directing. He's not the director of all the movies, but he is steering all the directors to this, you know, this, a uh, what's the word, this unified universe. That's why they call it the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and all of the different movies of all the different characters tied to each other in an overarching sense. And it culminated in the Avengers Affinity Wars and Affinity uh, Avengers Endgame. And so, and that was a 20 year project. And so Marvel was just, they, they were, I mean, because of Kevin Feig's vision of putting th th that vision of comics into the movie industry and uh when everyone else was n never ever attempted such a ambitious uh, endeavor to, to give him the freedom to do that and and allowing him to do it and successfully doing it uh dc sort of was playing catch-up and trying to do it but they're failing at it because they don't have a visionary like a kevin feehe or feig i don't know how to pronounce his last name to to, to com combine all of these, they, they tried it with J uh, Justice League Avengers, finally, uh, Justice League of America, I should say, JLA, uh, with Batman, Superman, I'm sorry, not Superman, Batman, Flash, uh, Superman, Batman, Flash, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Uh, but they had a, a no-name bad guy, or at least that's how the bad guy came across, because the bad guy was never built up the way Thanos was. Because Thanos was shown up in different movies. He showed up in, uh, I think he first started in Guardians, and then they, they mentioned him a little bit in Thor. And, you know, so they kept building him up until finally Avengers Affinity Wars. So DC's just bad at it. So anyways, this other movie, Birds of Prey. So um, after uh, Suicide Squad, where you first are introduced to Harley Quinn, played by Margot Robbie, and you had um, Jared Leto play the Joker for that movie, uh, they fired Jared Leto. So obviously they couldn't continue on with that storyline because they made another Joker movie, which seems to be completely, I haven't seen it yet, but based on the trailer, it seems separated from everything, of course, because it was, it was an origin story uh, played by uh, Joaquin Phoenix. And so that kind of puts a 
a stomp on that whole storyline between Harley Quinn and the Joker. So in this one, they start out with a breakup. So and they don't show who the Joker is breaking up with her. But because, I mean, Jared Leto is gone. So Harley Quinn is now alone and she is just causing havoc. And now people are out to get her. And somehow she gets linked up with these other characters. Huntress is one of them. Uh, Rosie Perez plays uh, this well-known police character in the DC universe. Uh, She became uh, very famous in the the Batman classic uh, animation, Um, something Montoya. I forget her first name, but Montoya. Uh, We'll just call her Detective Montoya because that's what I remember her name being. Uh, What's the other girl? And the songstress. I think it's the other one with the sonic voice. She had a different name. And um, I think it was Songstress. No, she was a song. Anyway, regardless. And of course, Cassandra Kane, who's a pit pocket. Now, I, I walked in. Well, not walked in. But I, went, I saw this movie with low expectations because of, you know, Suicide Squad. And just in general, Warner, I'm, I already know Warner Brothers is bad at making superhero movies. So I went in with low expectations and I saw a relatively entertaining film with a lot of inconsistencies, um, but whatever. I like Harley Quinn's portrayal. She she definitely is like a cartoon come to life. Margot Robbie played her brilliantly, uh, much more darker and violent than the cartoon version for obvious reasons. The cartoon version is catered to kids. This is like a rated R movie, so definitely more violent, uh, more liberties with the violence. Now, Cassandra Kane, though, she is supposed to be, or in the comic books, she was Batgirl. She was this mute, uh, trained assassin from a Chinese crime family or whatever, who Batman eventually rescues and recruits and tra- hones her, her assassin skills to become Batgirl, uh, the new Batgirl, um, the second version of Batgirl. And, um, you know, but she's mute and all that stuff. And so she's a crime fighter. Uh, in this movie, obviously, they make her a pitpocket who eventually starts looking up to Harley Quinn as a role model. And now she's just going to stay uh, living a life of crime with Harley Quinn. Uh, oh, yeah. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen this movie. But, yeah. Th- so it was a fun movie. It was okay. I didn't think it was great. I'm not happy with the Cassandra Kane storyline. I like Harley Quinn's character. Huntress was fun. Um, obviously, the, it, this movie was separated from Batman. They, no mention of Batman. They mentioned the Joker, obviously, because they have to because of Harley Quinn in Suicide Squads, where they had the Joker. So that's the only part of the rest of the DC universe that's mentioned in this movie. They they have this. Oh, they had this one bad guy, uh, Jaja, who's a known serial killer in the Batman universe. Uh, but his bosses, I'd never heard of Black Mask before. But um, yeah, they they made this character and then they killed him off. So whatever, uh, like pr- like pretty much every Warner Brothers DC film, the bad guys eventually just get killed off immediately, and they're not really built up or anything. So, you know, what's to who knows what to to say about that? Anyways, that's uh, wow, we're at thirty plus minutes here. We did go long after all. Well, long for me. Uh, there's a lot of uh, plus hour podcasts out there that I, I definitely don't do so <laughs> 30 is definitely my max but anyways if you have any questions comments what have you you can always reach me at julio from ny at protonmail.com you can go to my webpage julio from new york show.com click on the contact section there 
uh, write me a letter there. And of course, I'm on the Twitters at Julio from NY. So until next time, thank you for listening.